how the man feels or um but um obviously people have feelings and people's feelings get hurt even if they're called a bad word um i guess his feelings just got hurt what did you say clay said clay said i guess he just got his feelings hurt <laughs> oh my goodness um, i believe the transcript will support that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not going to comment on, on what Clay said because I know where it can go from this sit-in. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to take the high road. I've been doing it for 13 years. It's so hard to continue to do it, and I'm going to do it again. Um, at the end of the day, we got to go. We got to show up and, and play better tomorrow night. Um, and if we don't, then they're going to they're going to be back-to-back uh, -back champions, and um, you know, and that's it. But. Uh, I'll take it high road again. Welcome back to the lounge on Fox Sports 1380. That was a little audio clip from uh, LeBron. I thought that was hilarious. Former Coug, uh, Clay Thompson, with a little uh, competitive banter, if you sure. will. Sure, I wouldn't even consider that trash talk. You know, like Clay was just stating what happened. Sure, you yeah. Know? LeBron had said that Draymond used some choice words that he didn't agree with. Sure, therefore his feelings were hurt. And I, I just want to reiterate that is I believe trash talking is part of any sport game. Yeah. You know, I you know soccer, football. Mm -hmm. You know, occasionally tempers are flaring. You know, I I just want to go back to this, and um, it all started with LeBron's choice of stepping over Draymond. Yeah, like and yeah, you just said it. Uh, you know, a few moments ago, basically like. I think he knew what he was doing in that, you know, Draymond's one, you know, flagrant away from getting suspended. And this has huge repercussions now for Game 5. Oh, I yeah. Mean, this could change the tide of the entire series. I mean, it, yeah, if, if LeBron, just in the split second, decided that he's going to step over Draymond to try and instigate anything whatsoever, the man is a genius. Sure, uh, that, yeah. That's psychological warfare at its finest right there because it, 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 it Seemed to work. Yeah. And, know. I mean, it. people make the argument that Draymond is the Warriors' MVP. Yeah. So now you're losing your emotional leader and da-da-da. And let me just say this for you folks that are going to be watching Game 5 tomorrow night. Draymond's still going to be up on the bench, slobbering away in a suit and well, screaming. Well, he's is he not, not even in, allowed? He can't be in the premises. Yeah. So he's, wait, like not even <laughs> in the arena? He can't even be in the Oracle Arena until after the game. Yeah. Really? So they could potentially win it, and then Draymond it would have to come. Would have to like walk across the street yeah. from the bar and like. How awkward would that be? In a suit, yeah. champagne flying everywhere. He's missed one game this year, and I think I think it was against the Nuggets, and they lost. But you miss one game, you know, the whole season, and you get suspended for the last game. Like potentially left for if they the win, clinch, yeah, to would, clinch the title, that'd be like the strangest. You would have season. two celebrations. You'd have like the the team celebrating, you know, right there and then on the court, <laughs> and then you'd have the Draymond Green yeah, celebration. We gotta like, get Draymond involved. Yeah, where's our Where's our thirteenth teammate? Where's our Where's our emotional and spiritual <laughs> yeah. leader? Oh, he's in his new Armani suit that he's oh. been looking to try out. Yeah, no, he's at home right now. He just took a cab in. He'll be here in about 25, so can we just wait for the press conference? Very awkward. Yeah. That's not the way you want to end the season. I I think part of Draymond 
you know, wouldn't mind a loss. Sure, <laughs> you know, yeah. Exactly. Just so he can go and salvage <laughs> yeah. a season, you know. But, dr- yeah, dream on doubt. Does that mean Iggy? I think I think we agreed that Iggy's, Iggy's probably going to come in. And, and that's going to be a weird, I mean, you know, if the Cavs opt not to go with Kevin Love again yep. to start um, and have Richard Jefferson, I mean, that's a pretty fair matchup yeah. each way. You I know, mean, Iggy could, on uh, LeBron and then Harrison Barnes on, you know, Richard Jefferson. Whoever, and you're yeah. still switching everything. So. Well, I mean, the, the Warriors, we all know this, that their small ball lineup is – arguably the most deathly lineup in the history of the NBA, you know? And guess who is the head of that snake? It's Draymond Green, yeah. you know? So when the when the Warriors decide to hypothetically go small, sure, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the at same all. at all, no. And Cleveland might be able to hang around with them a little bit. Well, and, I mean, Draymond's had, what, I think two close triple-doubles. I think he was, a, he was an assist-shy. Mm-hmm. And a point shy the other night, and then I believe in game two, I think game two, he had um, a near triple-double. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're taking a valuable piece. This guy does it all on the defensive end, um, occasionally knocks down big shots. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to jump into because we've been talking about this for a bit off-air. Where are we at with these NBA finals? Because I've echoed this sentiment that these are the weirdest playoffs I've ever, like I've probably been a part of. Yeah. Just – all these constant injuries, constant moving pieces, um, the weird, you know, Eastern Conference teams, yep. you know, that three through six that literally came down to the end of the year, similar to the West last year. Right. But wh- what are you thinking? I, I mean, we both agree that we didn't watch the first half of uh, Game 4. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been I, – I think it's it's just a product of the entire playoffs, you know, Uh it's been it's been really up and down, almost to the point where it's disinteresting. Sure, you know. Um, I mean, game one was a close game. I think it was a eight or nine point game yeah. or something. But then game two blowout, game three blowout, game four was closer, but it felt like a blowout. It it, you know? it felt like Cleveland was always behind twenty yeah, points, it, but every time you looked, it was only yeah. Like 12, they were just scratching know? and clawing, so it didn't it didn't feel extremely competitive in terms of the score. And th- that just doesn't make for interesting basketball. It's not headline-grabbing. Right. And I, I, I just kind of wanted to go off because I just thought of it. Is It's like you said, you know, some of these, we're, we're getting these post-game reactions with Stephen A. and Michael Wilbon, mm-hmm. and and maybe that's because they feel the need to go over top and that there aren't the storylines mm-hmm. that they're, um, you know, sure, talking sure, yeah. about. Oh. Well, let's pull up the Wilbon clip because he was going off on Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, well, where, what is he thinking? Where's his judgment? I mean, he came down time after time and just without even a single pass, Scott, just jacked up shot after shot. He was hot early. I think he was 11 for 17. I think he went into the fourth quarter 11 for 18. Mm-hmm. He, so he's hot. Okay, you can have a heat check. You can have a couple of shots in the fourth quarter where you can see if you still got it. But when you don't have it and you're just jacking up one ridiculous shot after another, sometimes early in the shot clock, usually without a pass, when you have – he should never have seven more shots than LeBron James in a game of consequence, Kyrie Irving, unless he is on such fire and he was no longer on fire. It's about seven minutes of the most selfish basketball I can remember in a game of consequence. 
It just feels like a little bit of a stretch for me. Just like kind of pulling at at yeah, the, the, you know, strings that aren't really there. Yeah, not a lot going on. So, will and don't get me wrong, I love Will Bond, but yeah, great, I think great, he great. knows what he's talking about. But it's the most selfish you've ever seen. Sure, like, you yeah. know he's covered he's covered Kobe Bryant and Allen Iverson before. That's the most selfish he's. And he's and honestly, I, I'd have to go back and rewatch you know the last seven minutes. Sure, but sure. I I remember two shots in particular that I disagreed with. One, he uh, it was like he caught one I think with twenty seconds on the shot clock, and he shot kind of like a fadeaway three that mm-hmm. it, it, it still hit back iron like mm-hmm. it wasn't far off. But I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I don't know Didn't about that one. Yeah. And then there was one where he just went into the paint. Just out of control, right. looking for a call, and I think he got blocked, and then the Warriors went the mm-hmm. other way, and, and and you know made two free throws or something. And mm-hmm. the, but those were really the only two that stuck out to me as kind of like, okay, Kyrie, you're you're trying a little too hard, sure, you know. Sure. And and th- that may be true. There there may have been, you know, I, he said that Kyrie went three of ten in the in the fourth, I believe. Um, you know, he he might have taken a a, a few questionable ones, but. <clears throat> When when he said that there's no way in, in any game of high stakes should Kyrie be taking seven more shots than LeBron or something like that, I just don't agree with that. Pe- people would say that about Westbrook and Durant, you know. Sure. And there's either a good shot or not a good shot, right? Like these guys are so talented. I, guys like Kyrie and Westbrook, you know. Yes, they're playing with two of the all-time greats in Durant and LeBron, but that doesn't mean that they should just sit back. Sure. You know, LeBron is notorious for just shriveling up in fourth quarters, especially in big games. Well, and I just want to go to this, uh, you know, go back to what we were talking about, about these just over-the-top reactions. After game two, you had Stephen Smith virtually screaming into the television screen that the Cavs were – and you know, just pathetic, embarrassing, and da da da. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we know because we just saw the final score, mm-hmm. and they put no effort, and no fight into the game. But you know, then they win game three, and then it's Stephen A. apologizing. <laughs> and what is going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of this media-driven type thing that it's just—it's hyperbole. Yeah. I don't need it. You yeah. know, it's it's over the top. It's over the top. Okay, and then I apologize. Like, okay, my sorry about that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. okay, well. You know, yeah, and then game four now. happens, and then it's, you know. I want to dive into this because I think this is the more pressing issue. Instead of, you know, Sports Center's 23-hour coverage of whether Draymond's going to get <laughs> suspended or not, what are the storylines if the Cavaliers lose game five? If they lose. What is your biggest storyline? Definitely Kevin Love. You think he's going to go? Whether or not he stays or not, yeah. When you know if they lose if they lose tomorrow, even with Kyrie having another performance like this in the fourth, if he did it again, yeah, I, I, they're just two different caliber of players. To in my eyes, you know, Kyrie is a bona fide All Star no matter where he plays, and it's that doesn't seem to be the case for Kevin Love, you know. So, and I have I've always liked the guard guard thing or the two ball handler thing rather than a guard and big man so it, you sure. know if it were up to me i'd get rid of kevin love every day over Kyrie. you know so they, but that's definitely the biggest storyline for me if they lose tomorrow well, well first let me ask you do you start kevin love or do you continue to bring him off the bench i would start kevin love you would i would start kevin love and i'd get 
uh, you know, Tristan at the five and I'd get huge and, um, and I would just, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, you got to win some battles to win the game. You know what I mean? You can't lose rebounding, second chance points, fast break points, turn up. You can't lose all of those and expect a chance to win, <laughs> right. especially against, you know, the greatest regular season uh, team in NBA history. So just for me is that I, I would I would start Kevin Love. I'd mm-hmm. try and get huge, and I'd try and win the battle on the boards. I know the Richard Jefferson thing, um, you know, worked out in game three, but I think it's because it just kind of took them by surprise, you know. Right. They right. didn't make the adjustments necessary. Um, mm-hmm. now, and also, honestly, I, I feel like this series is dictated by Steph, even though he hasn't had great games, but – I mean, the 38-point performance is like, okay, this is yeah. why he was the MVP. Yeah. You know, he he's hitting those shots. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if Kevin Love – let's just – let me throw a hypothetical. If Kevin Love, you know – I thought he had a great game one. That game one sure, was great. Sure, Yeah, he was really efficient. Seven for nine, had like nine boards. If Kevin Love starts tomorrow – regardless of if he starts, Kevin Love plays tomorrow and doesn't have, a, you know, a, a difference-making game – and they lose, and their season's over. I think we're just counting down the days until he's gone, which is hilarious to me because this is literally the same criticism that Bosch got. This is yeah. literally identical. Yeah, but like, the difference with Bosch is that Bosch played D. Sure. Yeah. It's like with Kevin Love. But Kevin you know, Love's a better shooter than Bosch. Yeah, but 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 with Love, it's like we know you don't play D. Like we we accept that we know that's not your strong suit. Sure. We know we we want you out here for rebounding and scoring. So if you're not giving me rebounding and scoring now, like what why if, are you out here? Then what if what if the uh this is hilarious. I didn't even think Bosch we Bosch always I had the D. Th- sure. No, yeah, Bosch. But I mean, I'm just saying identical situations. Love sat in Minnesota for years just you know, a couple all-stars, mm-hmm. you know, just dominated. Bosch, same in Toronto. I think he had maybe one playoff appearance with yeah. him. It was like the eighth seed, mm-hmm. um, but dominated there. And then just the most criticized piece of the, quote, big three, and this is exactly what they're doing to love now. Yeah. And the, I agree with you. What if the Cavs came out in a 3-2 zone? <laughs> I know that might be disgusting, but. <laughs> like a matchup. Yeah, yeah, like a matchup three-two zone. You get Jr. and Iman out there, or do like a like a box and one somehow. I don't even know, and just have somebody shadow. St- I mean, you probably eh. you can't do that because yeah. you'd have to get Clay too. Yeah, but I'm saying a three-two zone. You're long enough. You're athletic enough. You have pieces that can mm-hmm. come in and, and fit that. You mold. See, I don't know if the defense is the problem though. Well, I, obviously, I'm, they need more stops, more consistent stops, and everything like sure. that. Sure. Um, they need to tighten their defense up, obviously. But I just think this is going to come down to who scratches and claws, you know, for for easy layups, for for offensive rebounds and putbacks. Grunt and, work. Yeah, like making your mid-range jumpers, not just getting to your spot and taking it, but making the shot. You know, sure. it's going to come down. I, I think it's just going to come down to who who wants to score more points than the other team. Sure, you know? yeah. Who makes better? Who makes more good choices? Yeah. But I saw a rumor about this offseason. Kevin Love for Mello. That'd be that'd be interesting. It'd be really interesting. Mello's not exactly a defender either. True, but Mello's going without a doubt. He's going to get you twenty plus a night. Sure, you know that. You don't know but, that. With but Kevin are Love. they okay? Hang on. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here. 
is there enough touches for Kyrie, Melo, yeah. and LeBron? Yeah, probably not. I you need to roll another ball out there. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't do that though. No. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. Melo's a smart guy. LeBron, Should they have kept Andrew Wiggins? I don't think athletic, so. I don't think in so. Athletic I, too. I, see, it's so hard to say now. Like it, it might be easy to say yes now. Sure, you know, but yeah, I can remember a time where. It was it was Clay Thompson for Kevin Love on the board, you know. Sure. And like, I I remember thinking like, wow, what if the Warriors did this? The Warriors would be crazy. Yeah. You know, it'd be Steph. They'd have to fill the two position. Um, but then you know, Iggy Harrison Barnes and a twenty six and thirteen Kevin Love. Yeah. I mean, that sounded amazing. Out of this world, you know. And then Jerry West reportedly laughed that deal off the table. Yeah, you know. Why would we get rid of Clay? Yeah. And I think part of it was Minnesota's fault. They kind of screwed the pooch. I think they offered – it was Kevin Love and a pick, a second-round pick for Clay, Harrison Barnes, and David Yeah, a little, a little much. Yeah, so it was just like, no, just offer – just go for Clay and Simplify David Lee Simplify things. Like, we'll take David Lee's – just, yeah. Like, you kind of screwed it with that one. But, um, I like, that was a valid trade. Yeah. In my eyes, you know, a year and a half ago, and now sure. if Clay for Love were offered, that would that be the stupidest offer on, in the league. Yeah, you know, so it, it's just funny yeah. how how quickly things can change. Sure, you know, I mean, the biggest thing for me is if the Cavs lose, um, LeBron is now two and five in finals. And he is now our generation's Jerry West. Yep. I mean, that's just kind of the label he's going to get. And uh, I still believe it. I mean, even if Love doesn't, I wouldn't move Love even if they lose. And I know I'm like in the thing. Uh, for me, it's figure out your coaching situation. I don't think Tyrone Liu is. Yeah, he's a he was a good assistant for David Blatt, and he was you know potentially your front runner candidate. Yeah. But this guy has not made enough adjustments. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. there's better I, coaches I to- out I, there. Yeah, and I told you that I'd go get Kevin McHale. Or, you know, I'd, I'd make a splash, you know. The thing was... But, but I'm just going to say this, yeah. is that the f- game one offense, and this was a, a decently close game. The Cavs actually took the lead at one point. Yeah. But it was during that, you know, unreal run, and they just couldn't sustain it. It was disgusting. There was no movement. Yep. It was literally just feed LeBron in the post, mm-hmm. you know. And or it, Kyrie's dribbling. Or yeah. Kyrie's dribbling, and that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Like... I disagree with people that say you, the ball, you know, the Spurs and the Warriors, you know, they're always – okay, that's just their style. You can't always – you can't say that the ball needs to move right. for teams to be successful. No. It Jordan was to, Jordan yeah. was su- successful, and he just dribbled, mm-hmm. like, you know. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They built a system for him, and that's what you need to do with LeBron. You cannot literally dump it in the post and say, LeBron, you know – just figure it out. Figure it out, yeah. yeah. And I, personally, I think he should just hit that turnaround fader every <laughs> single time. But um, He might have lost that, though. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, but exactly, you know. Yeah. It's like his game's evolved and it's changed. And mm-hmm. I just feel like Tyrone Liu is just like, well, we're just going to do this. And, you know, and it's either going to work or it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, well, you need to me, make adjustments. Let me go back to the coaching. To the, you recommended a switch. And we always say, you know, if you're going to make a switch, what's next? Yeah. You know, you can't – don't just do it for the heck of it. You know, what is next? Mark Jackson. But 
you got to think about Le- the LeBron stigma. LeBron sure. needs a coach. He can say, no, shut up. We're going to do this yeah. it, for better or worse. Sure. You know, and I, I, I hate that about LeBron, but you know, that's the kind of guy LeBron needs. I don't know if, you know, if they brought in a McHale or I think he'd get along with Mark Jackson really well, but if they brought in like an established coach, but I Kevin don't know McHale, how LeBron reacts. I'm just going to go with this. These good, these guys who are good players, Mark Jackson, you know, Kevin McHale, you know, Hall, Hall of Famer, perennial all-star. Yeah. I mean, especially his timing, Houston, he, you know, I'm just going to say this. Being that player, he understands it. Sure. LeBron's seen things sure. in the game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm up here, but, you know, LeBron's in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd have any problem, like, letting LeBron dictate. Yeah. At, you know, at, at some points. But I'm going to, once again, on the other side, there's going to be times where a coach, an established coach, needs to tell LeBron, no, you're wrong. I think that Phil would be Jackson good for LeBron. Phil Jackson told yeah. Michael that, you know, not often, uh-huh. but there were times where Phil probably said, Michael, no. Like, yeah. do this. Well, how many times, you know, Phil Jackson and Kobe, like late 2000s, when I'd seen it probably two handfuls of times where Kobe's looking down at the bench, like telling Phil Jackson to put him back in, and you know, yeah. he's got to sit for another five minutes or something. Yeah, like, so it's no, a I'm more. the coach. You yeah. sit over there, you know. I, I feel like that'd be like good a, for LeBron. And, I, and it's not a pride thing. It's no. not like you're no. – you know, it, but it's just like, you know, players and coaches, you know, being one for soccer, doing both jobs, is totally different. Sure. There's moving pieces on both sides, and you don't – and honestly, now, like, since I've stopped playing, there are things that you see and that you're – you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. tweaking. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And I, yeah. I and I'd hope somebody like Kevin McHale or Mark Jackson are smart enough to be like, okay, these are where these are the areas where I can give LeBron that freedom and yeah. you know let him do his thing. But also at the same time, like this is that this is that gray area where no, like it's just you can't have it. Right. You right. know. Well, yeah, I, I think that'd be good for LeBron for him to be able to take a step back. I, I think he's coachable. I mean, yeah, he he's been around good coaches more in the Olympics, you know, and sure. that's really easy to be coachable in. You just yeah. <laughs> you run around. Well, it's also helpful know. with your personnel. Yeah, but uh, we, speaking we, of the Olympics, we, yeah, LeBron let's take probably a, won't be there. Let's know. take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we're gonna, we'll are gonna we dive into USA <laughs> basketball. Yep. Um, we we got off on a tangent right there. I like that, though. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of NBA talk. So do not touch that dial. This is The Lounge on Fox Sports 1380. Welcome back. I see that beautiful sunrise, or sunrise, sunset. Sunrise. Yeah, sunset going down. You know, you got a cold brew. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're lounging right now. But we have an update. Stanley Cup hey, has been decided. The Pittsburgh Penguins are your 2016 Stanley Cup champions. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Sid the Kid gets number two, third finals appearance. Go Pittsburgh. You know yeah, what? Yeah, why not? I I I I've nothing always, against San Jose, but always li- always really liked Sid the Kid. Yeah, no, you know, it's, he's he's one of the greats. Yeah, he's one of the greats. And now it's time for. I mean, we've been. Uh, I think it's an understatement to say that our mouths have been watering, um, thinking about these potential. Uh, ooh, just a tribute. Um, um, yeah, continue, sorry. Um, we've been talking about just uh, the the possibilities for this Team USA 
um, that's going to get sent to Rio. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a year ago we were speculating on this team, and uh, th- we were comparing it to the '92 team. You know, yeah, like this could be crazy. Sure. You know, w- with just the possibilities of LeBron and Durant and Chris Paul and Steph and Westbrook all on the same team. But that's not going to happen. No, we have a lot of people that have pulled out. Um, unfortunately, I mean, who was it today? James Harden and Russ. James and Russ said, they said no. Yeah, we're out. Uh, so we we actually compiled two teams. Um, yeah. the, the, the team that we actually think will go. Um, and then we also have our, uh, as you put it, the salvation team. <laughs> that there's no hope and that these players um, who need accolades, yeah. they're good players, but need accolades. Um, Weren't able to do it during the NBA season. Sure. So, you know, let's give these guys some love. Um, yeah, exactly. So um, let's just start with, uh, before we start, though, um, this is the lounge on Fox Sports 1380 KRKO Everett. Make sure you guys are calling in, 425-304-1380. Um, also, you can hit us up on Twitter, at the lounge 1380 we're, we're looking for you guys. Yeah, that phone number once again, 425 425- Three zero four thirteen eighty. We'd love to hear from you. I am. I'll, I'll be looking. If you call in, I'll, I'll get it. And it's I'll, hard. It's I'm going to turn my mic off too, yeah. so I'll make sure to <laughs> you know answer the phone properly. So let's just start with this actual team. This is who we think they're still. Their name's still in the hat. Yeah. So this you know subject to change, um, but this is who we think actually is going to yeah. go. And this with, might... with with all of the people that have dropped out in mind. Sure. You know Steph and. Um, we're we're assuming LeBron and KD aren't playing. Yeah. So yeah. So let's just go. Um, yeah. Let's just get started. We got Damian Lillard. I think he'd love to play. Probably for, got snubbed last year. Yeah. Maybe biggest biggest All Star snub I think probably in the last twenty. Well, years. I I mean snub um, on the FIBA team. Oh sure sure. There's yeah. a lot of guards, but he, he, well, he yeah. deserved it just as much as anybody. Um, then we got Clay has already, you know, said, I want to play one of the best yeah. two way players in the game. He's going, why wouldn't we? Um, we got, we think DeMar DeRozan's going to go from Toronto. Huge year this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would just love to follow that up. And he, he actually played really well in FIBA. He, he didn't get a yeah. lot of time, uh, this last FIBA tournament, but it, every time he came in, he was trying to make a difference. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. We think Jimmy Butler will play even with the, uh, nagging injuries mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace, Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> Paul George, coming back from the group, one of the most gruesome injuries I think anybody's ever seen. Yep. Had an unbelievable year. All-NBA team again. Um, I believe he averaged 22-7. and seven. Yeah, he was top top seven in scoring. Yeah. He, uh, all-star starter. Led um, his team to a seven seed. Got comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. Almost beat the Raptors. Yeah, almost beat the Raptors. Which which I still am standing by as the best series of the, of yeah, the, of the it was playoffs. A, that was a great series. Yeah. It was a really a very underrated series. And you know what's funny is we've talked about, too, on this, that Toronto Indy series. About four or five of those games were on NBA TV. <laughs> and I actually watched quite well, a few Well, it kind of them. sucks for me because I, I don't yeah, have NBA TV. You have League Pass. Yeah, I got League Pass. And for some reason, they don't include NBA TV in this description. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I was pretty frustrated about that. But. All right, so that's five. We got, uh, and then we also have Rudy Gay. On the fence, but... Yeah. He, Former FIBA player. I think he could make it. Um, then we have Kawhi. That's probably a lock. K- 
contingent that he plays. I think Carter. he'll play too. Yeah. Especially with Pop being on the coaching staff mm-hmm. and then taking over the head coach. Yeah. Um, then we have Draymond, who's come out and said he wants to play. He's an All Star. I think um, he'd be great in international. Oh play yeah. Too. Just he, you know, real physical. He he would be pushing people around. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And the rest would let him. He'd also, yeah, and he'd have a field day with having 10 other All-Stars around right. him. And getting even more wide-open shots. <laughs> exactly. Um, then we got uh, one of my favorite players, Boogie Knights. Oh, Jungle De- Boogie. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, he's a shoe in Yeah, he's going to pl- And he said he wants to play, so. Arguably the best center in the league. Yeah. And then we got Andre Drummond. Probably a shoe in it's just an international. You like him. You 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 were saying that maybe he should have been that f- that first All NBA team center. Yeah, I, I just think the way he can dominate on both ends. Uh, he only averaged I think seventeen, sixteen or seventeen a game, but especially those first couple months, you know, those twenty five rebound games. Not only was he doing that, but he was scoring thirty yeah. plus as well. You know, so um, yeah, I, I really love Drummond, especially in international play where you can swipe the ball off the rim, yeah. without even thinking about it. Just taking it and then putting it in. It's a whole new element. <laughs> you know, like you can grab, you can goaltend. Yeah. Actively goaltend. So why wouldn't we have the 7 2 Drummond? Yeah. Who has a 44 inch vertical yeah. and a wingspan of 7 4. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take him. Uh, following Drummond, we had Kenneth, just a an animal. The manimal. Manimal in uh, FIBA play. I mean, he was getting, he was probably averaging. Eight points a game off dunks, off alley oop yeah. dunks. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's really considered how much athleticism plays a part in international play. Obviously, it's still the same game and everything like that. But I think when you're athletic, when you're overwhelmingly athletic, you can cause so many problems for teams. Like you look at Spain; they don't have the guy that their most athletic guy. I think is probably Serge Ibaka. You know, so Serge Ibaka on Spain. Yeah, he played for Spain in the FIBA. Search there, there's it? something where he's like born there or something, and whoa, yeah, it was it was Serge in the Gasol brothers. But uh, you need that high flyer, I think. And in the case of the U.S., um, everybody on the team has either been in a dunk contest or could compete in a dunk contest. Sure. So, um, following Kenneth. Yeah, to fact check that surge thing. Um, I guarantee he was Well, on it says it says Wow, yeah, he he played in Spain too. Yeah, yeah. Um before he got drafted by the Thunder. Yeah, um, it was some technicality. Yeah, he thing. represented Spain. And I think it's through his his father. Yeah, well, so. I mean, where where's what is he actually what's his nationality? Um do do we know? Well, he's born in the Republic of Congo. Yeah, so, so I his mean, his nationality yeah. is Colonies and Spanish. So yeah, that's an easy decision. Sure, for yeah. Serge, you know, you're gonna <laughs> go play for for Spain or or where? Sorry, where did you just say he was from? Uh, Congo, Congo, Congo. Yeah, yeah, play no, Congo. Easy the... decision. Good job, Serge. Um, and then rounding out the team, when his mother played for the Republic. Okay, we're spending too much time <laughs> she on Serge. Wow. Yeah, basketball her, his family, mother yeah. played for the D- Democratic Republic of Congo. So well, good uh, for them. It's got good genes. Um, rounding out the team, who I believe will go down as the greatest basketball Olympian of all time, Carmelo Anthony, Mister Scorer, perfect for international game. Another huge point about international play is the three point line is shorter. 
and he it, likes to shoot. Yeah, that's basically a mid-range jumper for him. Yeah, you know when he's playing in these tournaments. So I think that team is um, definitely winning gold. You could even swap a few of these guys out, but as long as you have the core of you know Paul George, Clay Thompson, Kawhi, and Boogie, I don't see just pulled up else. Carmelo's uh, U.S. accolades. Yeah, you want to uh, get into this? Two bronze, a one in 04 in Athens, and one at the '06 FIBA Championship in Japan. Yeah. And then he's got three golds, 08 Beijing, 2012 London, and then he they won the FIBA Americas Championship in 2007 in Las Vegas. So he's got five medals. And he has a bronze from 2004. So. Well, I already said that. Oh, yeah, he's okay. got two yeah. bronze, three golds. Could soon be a fourth gold. The guy is going to go down. At, like when This is what sparked the salvation team conversation. Yeah. Let's because, get into that. Um, the the pretty much the criteria for the salvation team is you're you're extremely talented, but for some reason or reasons, you just haven't really succeeded with your team in the NBA. You've done nothing relevant, simply put. <laughs> um, and Melo is the leading candidate. Yeah, you know he's he, team he, captain, first pick overall for team salvation. I mean, what does he have? He has one finals appearance with the Nuggets. The West Finals. Many, yeah. many playoff appearances, um, some early exits, yeah. some second rounds. I think, they, I think the Knicks were the two seed in 2013. Yeah. Lose to the Pacers. But, um, yeah. No. Let's, but, can but, we get see, into this? But, you know, the thing with Melo is that these, these Olympic accolades are going to be a silver lining. This is what, <laughs> this yeah. is what Knicks fans are going to go to when. He's he's retired. Yeah. Oh well, he's probably the greatest Olympian. You know, I think I think he's fourth in all time Olympic scoring. Sure. Fourth in boards. So yeah. <laughs> this is his salvation Olympic play. Uh, if you have any suggestions, please call in right now four two five three zero four thirteen eighty. Yep. Once again, that's four two five three zero four thirteen eighty, and give us any recommendations or people you'd like to nominate. You can tweet us at the Lounge thirteen eighty. Yep. Here's our salvation, a.k.a. No Hope, Team USA. <laughs> a.k.a. haven't done anything. And this team would probably still win the gold. Definitely still would win definitely the gold. definitely win the gold. Yeah. So, as you put it, Carmelo is our team captain. Yep. Followed All, by? Followed by Chris Paul. Hasn't done it. Hasn't made it out of the second round. No one Has had multiple chances yeah. to get out of the second round. Not even chances, just golden. Opportunities. Like, just silver platter type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 could be the team captain too though. Yeah, you can no, make an argument yeah, that maybe he should be. Yeah. Um after that we got Mr. McDonald's himself, <laughs> Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight. I mean yeah. he's got a finals appearance, but I mean just yeah. a roller coaster he's ride of some, a career. Uh, he's got some defensive player of the years, but yeah. Let's not forget his LA stint. Oh, well, it's easy to forget. <laughs> I know, right? How happened, how, yeah, how fast that happened. When when you're thinking about uh, why are these players on the No Salvation team, just think of if they need salvation or not. Yeah. Okay. Dwight is a leading leading candidate. Candidate. Like we, we got three team captains in the history of the NBA. Dwight is one of the leaders in need of salvation. Uh, following Dwight, this one's a little tougher because he went through numerous injuries, but Derrick Rose could definitely use some, some Olympic accolades sure. just to tack on to the end, yeah. you know, may, maybe help him get into the Hall of Fame, because I don't know if he would. Sure, yeah, former MVP. Yeah. And maybe a, 
probably not even a second ballot kind of guy. I mean, there's been guys that go in without winning MVPs, obviously, but other than Derrick Rose's, you know, the year before his MVP year and the year before. Well, I mean, this is all he has Uh, three All Stars, an MVP, and one All NBA first team. Yeah, nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing at all. But he's got two golds, two FIBA golds, uh, 2010 in Turkey and 2014 in Spain. Yeah. So, yeah, another great Olympian that might need some salvation. Uh, then we got Mike Conley. Great point guard. Game manager. Just going to do what you need. Couple, uh, just one West Finals with Memphis mm-hmm. um, after Rudy Gay got left. Um, uh, with With Conley, it hasn't necessarily been his fault. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of the Memphis has been very stagnant, sure, for the entire time he's been there. They've always been consistent, but they were never going to win a championship, no. you know. And that window has definitely closed now. But um, yeah, Mike Conley could use some accolades. That's all. We're, we're just trying to help people out. Yeah, you know, just add. You're going in for a job interview and you need a resume booster. You know. <laughs> yeah. Just I don't have enough work experience, so what are my skills and attributes? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I was you know voted most likely to succeed on the Olympic. yearbook, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. We're just trying to help people out. Another leader in in need of tons of salvation, Kevin Lil Kev Love. Yep. Um, we've been harping on him for the last couple weeks, so you guys know, you know. It, Three-time all-star, two all-NBA second second teams, uh, one most improved, three-point shootout champ, rebounding leader. But, yeah, he just needs some accolades. He's got two golds as as well. It's all about a lot of that goes into this is the outside perception of these players as well. Um, Kevin Love falls under the Dwight Howard cloud, you know, just once was really liked. Even loved yeah. um, a lo- uh, uh, throughout the NBA, and now is the whipping post for a lot of people's criticism. Um, Next is, and this is this is the guy who needs this more than anybody. Rudy Gay. <laughs> um, I looked up his career highlights and awards, and there's next to nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. all NBA first team for rookie. That's about it. Um, he's already got two golds. Let's get him a third. I mean, he's had like. Four or five plus years of twenty, averaging over twenty a game, and it hasn't amounted to anything no. whatsoever. And the year he leaves Memphis, they go to the conference finals. He doesn't play any defense. Um, yeah, yes, Rudy really bring Rudy, please. Yeah. Next, Kenneth. This one's a little tough too because he's still young. Sure. Um, and but the Denver situation has been yeah. a cluster for but, the last couple yeah, of years. Like, like you said, um, whenever you are, especially a non-offensive power forward, and whenever you are about to lead your Denver Nuggets team in scoring, y- you could use some help. Therefore, we'll throw you an accolade. We'll throw you a gold medal. You there know? we go. If, <laughs> we're, we're trying a to former help. Rising Stars Challenge MVP. So he's been there, you know. He knows well, he knows how to accept medals. He knows how to dunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this one, um, you said Rudy was probably in most need of this. I think <laughs> uh, Deron Williams might have taken that crown. Let me just read his 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 whopping accolades to you right here. Okay. Uh, 2006 All NBA Rookie Team. Nice. You know, arguably Rookie of the Year with Chris Paul that year. 2008 NBA All Star Weekend Skills Challenge. 
Very hey. nice. You know, hey, we're we're rising up. We know what you can do. I think he was like averaging nineteen and nine at that point. Steve Nash won a couple of those. Two thousand eight also wins an all all NBA first team bid. Two thousand ten all NBA bid as well. After that, there is literally no other accolades. Mm. He got he got four accolades within a matter of two years one of and then one of them was his all rookie but um deron williams we're here for you man yeah. go get your gold he he's he has been on um i believe he was on the fiba 2012 team yeah um, 2010 what was he on that world or the, um, 2012 wasn't fiba but um, uh, i believe he was on the that the olympic team yeah but he was like the fourth guard so next matter. we got joe johnson jojo Ouch. he uh you know, seven-time All-Star, won an All-NBA third team, but but you need some help. He's yeah. only got a bronze medal from that 2006 Japan. So, <laughs> so let's get him a gold, guys. Let's yep. get him another medal. He needs something to hang his hat on. Yeah. Following him, uh, Tyson Chandler. He's not really in need of redemption or salvation, but yeah, we're we're trying to get him in the Hall of Fame, maybe a second ballot or something. You know, so we'll give him another gold. Uh, I just and he, I mean, yeah, he's got an NBA title, one All Star, one All NBA third team. Yeah, but he also just he's got three golds already. But he just signed an enormous contract with Phoenix, which mm-hmm. is another reason that Phoenix's front office should all be fired. Yeah, and should probably not be in sports management. Right. This has probably been the worst year of Tyson's life. Yeah. So and for rounding it out is big boy Roy Hibbert. Definitely who two-time All-Star and also said, ah, you know, sometimes I forget how to play basketball yeah. and sometimes I don't care. Yep. Um, this guy needs it. I mean, all the way up, you know, two, three years ago, he was the Defensive Player of the Year candidate. And now I don't want him playing defense. No. I would rather have him just not be in the, in the key, you know, but... Uh, he actually he takes it from Duran, who took it from Rudy. Roy R- Hibbert is in most need of salvation. Wow. Well, actually, interesting. I don't think Roy Hibbert can be a candidate. International career in the summer of '07, Hibbert was the starting center on the U.S. team, which composed of college players at the 2007 Pan American Games. 2008, he began to represent Jamaica. Mm. He has dual U.S. and Jamaican citizenship due to his father. He was the captain of the team in 2010 and represented them. Awkward. So I don't think he can play. <laughs> Awkward. Wow. All right. Uh, I so feel pretty sheepish well, not doing that research okay, earlier. Let's come up with one on the fly then. Uh, we gonna throw Tayshawn Prince a bone? Well, he already he was already on. Uh, yeah, he was on like. Oh, he's probably retired. Maybe Vince Carter. He's still playing. Vince, Vince a bone. Yeah, doesn't need much redemption or salvation. No, but, yeah, we'll throw. Just give him an automatic first ballot. Yeah, give him another gold medal. That is our salvation team. Still winning gold. Here we go, yeah. boys. All right, you know what? We uh, when we come back, we're going to review. We're going to look at the uh, Mariners' seven-game homestand. So do not touch that dial. This is the lounge on Fox Sports thirteen eighty.